NASCAR fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Welcome to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy as we honor 2022 NTT IndyCar Series champion Will Power of Team Penske. Power celebrated his 2022 NTT IndyCar Series championship by taking his wife and young son back to his home country of Australia to see his family. It was the first time Power's been able to return to Australia to see his family since the COVID-19 pandemic hit in 2020. Power is back in the United States and is off to Las Vegas for this weekend's World Karting event. Power joins us today to reflect on the big moments of 2022 and look ahead to the 2023 NTT IndyCar Series Championship season in this exclusive interview for Pit Pass Indy. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is a driver we love to have as a guest on the show. It's 2022 NTT IndyCar Series Champion Will Power. The last time I spoke to you was at the IndyCar Victory Lap outside the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum where you were being honored that night for your second career IndyCar title, but that was way back in September. I know you've had a lot going on since then. If you could bring us up to speed what all you've done since getting the award for the NTT IndyCar Series Championship in 2022. Oh, yeah, I actually I went back to Australia see my family and um hadn't seen them in three years so it was nice to catch up with my parents and brothers and uh been doing a bit of go-karting so i'm going to race the, the super nationals out in vegas next week and um yeah haven't haven't really thought of the championship or anything like that I've, it hasn't really been a thought in my mind so um just been doing what i normally do so what did you do when you were in Australia? How long were you there? And what was it like to finally get to see your family? I know that a lot of them haven't seen your young son, Bo, in quite a while. So what was that like? Uh, it was uh, it was great, yeah. You know, it's always great to see your family. And always with COVID and all that, it made it very difficult to travel. So, um, yeah, it was, it was good. It was pretty low-key. Just uh, spent time with my mother and my father and, and my brothers. I know you had a chance to do some media while you were down there, but you opted not to do it because you wanted to spend the extra time with your family. Uh, sometimes, what was some of the reaction like in Australia, some of the p- people that wanted to talk to you? Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't. Um, yeah, I didn't want to waste any of the time that I had um, that I could be spending with my family. So, um, yeah, I didn't try sign myself up for too much media stuff. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's fine. Like, I don't think 
I, I don't have that big of a following in Australia. I, I'm actually an American now, and um, I, I'm still Australian, but but uh, yeah, we don't have a race there anymore. So um, yeah, it's not not that big of a deal. When you go back to Australia, you have family members to see, but what about some of the people you grew up with? Some of your friends? Do you stay in contact with many people down there? Uh yeah, I um I do. I I, I hooked up with a. Uh, quite a few old friends and cousins. Um, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, supercar driver, Will Davidson, I'm good friends with. So I, uh, had lunch with him and, um, I, uh, visited with a lot of people. Your championship on September the 11th gave Roger Penske his 17th IndyCar national championship as a team owner, the 42nd total championship, but on November the 6th at Phoenix Raceway, Joey Logano gave Team Penske its third NASCAR Cup Series championship, the 43rd total championship for Team Penske. But this is the first time in history that the same team owner has won both the IndyCar title and the NASCAR Cup Series championship in the same season. You're part of that. How does that feel? It's really good. It's a really uh, an amazing year for the team. It really is an amazing an, an amazing achievement just because we came off such a terrible year last year and and it's obviously pretty special to be a part of that history um where you know it's the first time Rogers won both championships, the IndyCar championship and the NASCAR championship so um it makes makes <laughs> makes my championship better and I think the whole team will celebrate a lot. I think it's uh yeah, what a what a year for Roger. And when you think of it, your championship is based on every points that were accumulated in all seventeen races. Joey Logano's championship's a little bit different. Um you have to go through a twenty six race regular season, then qualify into a playoff system where after every three races there's a cut line Four drivers are eliminated. Then there's a round of eight. Four more drivers are eliminated. Then they go into a one-race battle with what's called the championship four, basically winner-take-all since they've gone to that format. The winner of the race has won the championship. What do you think of that playoff system, and are you really glad that IndyCar does it the way that they do it, which basically gives you a better indication of who was really good for the entire season? Yeah, I think if you're... Um, you know, a true sports fan and you want to see someone absolutely, you know, the best guy of the season win and you're able to play the consistency game if you want. Um, yeah, you know, I think everyone does it differently, you know, as it, 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 and I love IndyCar the way the point structure is. I think um, the only thing I dislike about it is the double points. I think that's completely... You know, it's it's a worse place to do it as well at Indianapolis because you have you know an extra ten drivers in the field. Um, so if you have a DNF, it's a double points. It's a big hit because people are filling those gaps um, and taking points away from you that aren't even in the championship. So it's um, that's the only thing I dislike about the IndyCar point system. I think as a spectator, I love the way NASCAR does it. Very exciting. I think they've done a great job to really, you know, 
make the finale something pretty special and and uh, very interesting to watch. Very interesting, and you never know till last lap who's won it. So, uh, yep, I think they had a good think about it, and um, it certainly makes those uh, cut off races really important as well. And you know, wins you get paid off with wins. So yeah, I think. I think they, I like their structure as well, which works well for the size of the field that they have and how competitive it is. So it's um, both, you know, IndyCars, yeah, they're both very different series, but both extremely competitive. And I think both are exciting and they generally come down to the wire. Uh, NASCAR obviously comes down to the wire. IndyCar has done for many years now. Yes, and as you look at Joey Logano out of the four drivers there, he obviously was, you know, one of the best. He And also his race, he didn't turn a wheel wrong the whole weekend. He won the pole, pretty much led most of the race. What did you think of his drive? I thought it was, yeah, absolutely did what he had to do to win a championship. And, uh, you know, just it didn't didn't leave a stone unturned, basically. And I'd say that for the team as well. They execute on pit road. Executed with strategy, and Joey really executed as a driver. I've got to ask you one last NASCAR question before we move back to IndyCar. But what did you think of Ross Chastain's last lap move at Martinsville Speedway to get into the championship? For I was there covering the race, and I thought it was an optical illusion at first. I didn't know what was going on. All of a sudden, it looked like there was a evil Knievel rocket car out there. Yeah, it was it was an amazing thing to do, and an amazing thing to think about to to just say this is what I'm going to do to to get in. And um, I don't know, I can't, I haven't watched any of the interviews to know if he had that planned or he knew that that was a possibility. But I'll be interested to see if there's a rule brought in that stops that sort of thing. But to see it for the first time is it was amazing. Amazing, like a computer game. And it also got a lot of international attention. Drivers such as Fernando Alonso in Formula One, Pierre Gasly in Formula One, your old teammate, Simon Pagano. There were a lot of drivers that really applauded that move. And it's probably a once-in-a-lifetime move that we may never see again because how many drivers would really intentionally put the car into the wall take their hands off the wheel and just floor it and let the the wall do the steering for them. And I actually wonder, I wanted to know if it affected his head with the shaking. Like if it actually, like, did that hurt? Because it looked like it did. Well, actually, Joey Logano had the same question. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. 
Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or... For household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Welcome back to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy. And now, here's the rest of my interview with 2022 NTT IndyCar Series champion, Will Power of Team Penske. Moving back to IndyCar... Uh, we talked about Roger Penske now has 17 IndyCar National Championships, 43 championships total. There's really only one thing in motorsports that he's missing, and he could achieve that next year with Penske Porsche Motorsports, the program that they've got to go to the, the 24 Hours of Le Mans. And uh, a lot of the guys that are working on that program worked for you, and what do you think of that project? It's it's a big project with a lot of funding behind it and a lot of good engineers. So they'll say like Porsche when Porsche does something and when Penske does something, they do it to absolute top level. So um yeah, like I said, ton of development and uh, a very it's a great program. Great program from what I can see. Now, as far as willpower in the 2023 NTT IndyCar Series, you're going to go in as the defending champion. You've got 41 career IndyCar victories, the record for poles with 68. You broke Mario Andretti's record of poles, most poles in a career with 67. You've won an Indianapolis 500. What is ahead for willpower? I'm uh, I'm doing what I get paid to do, which is, to win races, win championships, win Indy 500, and um, get pole positions. That's that's what I'm paid, and I'm trying to do that every time to the absolute best of my ability. That's that's my plan. When you have all of these other accomplishments already done, does that give you the confidence and make you more relaxed to go out and get more? I can tell you, like it. it it definitely takes pressure off, I would say, when you're going into a championship race. But, you know, you have, um, you know, I think I have the right amount of intensity now. I understand the right amount of, you know, intensity that you need to execute at the highest level without going over the top. And, uh, yeah, having those achievements certainly takes the big pressure off. Um, 
but just mentally I'm so, so much further ahead than I ever was. Now, when you look back at your season, it was so consistent. Uh, I don't think we've seen consistency like that in quite some time. You only had one victory, but you had nine podium finishes out of 17 races, and that really seemed to be your key to success. In fact, after a 15th place at Toronto, there was only one other race the rest of the season that you finished lower than sixth, and that was 11th place at Nashville. Immediately after Toronto, the Iowa weekend, you were third and second. Then you were third at the second uh, race on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course. Then you closed out the season with a sixth at Gateway, a second at Portland, and a third at Laguna Seca. What was it like going down the stretch and being that consistent? Oh, yeah, it was, um, you know, and obviously you're very aware of the championship contenders and you know, you know, you know, you obviously build a lot of points credit. So you, uh, you know where you've got to finish. And, and um, the last three races were for me, I, I went into them and, and to get pole at Gateway and really have a great shot at the win, but we just made a wrong strategy call, but still then end up six. Like that was probably a, a bit of a disappointment to start the last three, but then Portland, you know, qualified third, started second, and uh, I saw, yeah, Portland, and then then qualified on pole at uh, uh, Laguna. I mean, those last three races were game on for me. You've seen the absolute best out of me. And, um, you know, it really showed on the track. And as you prepare at this stage of the season for next year, I know that you like to keep yourself sharp by driving the, the go-kart, and you you go against some pretty stiff competition in karting, you know, such as what you're going to face next week in Las Vegas. How much does that keep you sharp? Uh, it's, it's actually quite a different driving style, but I think, you know, it's, 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 it's another form of racing and, you know, you got to be smart with your moves on the track and it's, it's very, very tight, close competition. You know, I think it's, it's good. It's, it's good for you. Um, you know, I don't think it hurts you. Now, when you go up against competition next week at Las Vegas, I know in the past we've seen drivers such as Kyle Larson, Joseph Newgarden, Scott Speed, other people in these karting races. Who's uh, some of the drivers you may be facing next week? Well, you know, I'm running Masters, which is, I think, 30 and over. Uh, you got some, some pretty good veteran uh, carters. you got Dave Serra from Australia. He's a multinational champion and has finished runner-up in in um, the what they call X30 Pro, uh, with which is the toughest class uh, to run in. He's done a finished runner-up a few times out at Vegas, and um, you got Ben Cooper. I think was a world champion. I think he'll be the toughest guy to beat. You got Kip Foster, who's won. I think he's won three or four Supernats. Uh, he's another Australian. Um, You've got you got some good guys in that field. It'll be a it'll be a tough battle. But I'm running for a really good team. I'm running for RPG, the Rolston Performance Group, which is uh, the best team at the moment. So hopefully, hopefully I'm in there in the top five. And when you go to some of these major karting events and you're racing against younger kids, not maybe not racing against younger kids, but younger carters are there. How often do they come up, ask you for advice? And, you know, the fact that 
you know, here you are an Indy 500 winner and a two-time IndyCar champion. That's got to stand out to a lot of these kids. Uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I do. I do get, you know, kids, you do get to talk to a lot of the young kids, which is great. Um, you know, they're all just starting out and, um, yeah, it's, that's, you know, I did my own karting brand for a while. I definitely like to help kids. I've been through the whole process of trying to make it in motorsports. I understand how difficult it is. Uh, you know, I can give them some pretty good information on, how you go about it. Uh, yeah, and I just, I love karting because grassroots racing, it's ultra competitive. You got kids there learning all the things they need to learn. That's in go kart, you can learn everything you need to learn to, to get the car. So, um, yeah, really good, really good place to start. And where do you, are you still in driver development? I know that uh, there was a period there where you were working with Miles Rowe and you wanted to help young drivers get into um, the, the IndyCar ladder system. Are you still involved with some of that? Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, my wife uh, is managing Miles Rowe and, and uh, yeah, we, we speak to Miles weekly, weekly. And, um, you know, it's been great to watch his development. You know, I, I really believe he's going to get the IndyCar. I do. I think he's, he's definitely good enough to do that. And you got Roger supporting him. And, um, yeah, it, it was a pity he didn't win the championship this year because he just missed out. Just, just, it's just those FT thousand runners are ultra competitive and it's, uh, and they're very unpredictable, but, um, yep. He'll have another shot. I think next year at winning a championship as a rookie. And, um, yeah, I mean, if he does, if he does that this year, he'll he'll be in Indy Lights in 24. As far as next season, I'm sure you'd probably like to win a few more races. You won a championship this year. Your only victory was at Belle Isle. Not going to be at Belle Isle next year. It's going to actually be on the streets of downtown Detroit, which is going to basically be a new course. So I'm sure in a lot of ways there's going to be some pressure amongst you and your teammates Joseph Newgarden and Scott McLaughlin since that's a Penske race to uh, make sure a Penske driver wins at the uh, on the streets of Detroit in the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix. There will be, and uh, the city's putting a lot of effort in to making a really uh, you know good good pit lane, a lot of resurfacing around the track. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to racing there, and uh, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's one of my favorite events. Even though we're not on Belle Isle, Belle Isle is one of my favorite tracks, and it was really cool to win the last one. But it'd be awesome to win the first one back back in the city. It also goes without saying that every driver wants to win the Indianapolis 500. Lately, it hasn't really been very good for the Team Penske drivers. What needs to change going back to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the 107th Indianapolis 500 in May? Well, I I know Chevy's working really hard. We as a team are working really hard. We're trying to close the gap. Really, just to Ganassi is the biggest biggest uh, gap they have a definite advantage and um you find gotta find a bit of speed uh, and believe me we uh is working very hard on it right now you won the championship last year by playing what you called the long game are you going to continue to play the long game in the next couple of seasons the way that you did it this past season i have things that i can approve upon for next year um, definitely, uh, 
definitely can be better in a few spots. So I'll, I'll be aiming to continue that consistency, but it would be nice to add more wins into a season. But these days it's so difficult to get a win. You know, you just got to put your head down, not really aim for that as a goal. And unless we're sitting here right now, but I mean, as on the weekend and just focus on the, all the things to get yourself up the front. But uh, yeah, of course, I'll be trying to do a similar thing as to what I did this year because it led to a championship. Can you share with us some of the areas that you want to improve on? Uh, you know, I think one of the problems we had this year were, were getting going and qualifying, getting, you know, being in the right spot, not not having, getting held up or being in a bad spot in pit lane where you get caught by the red flags. So, uh, definitely a few few things like that, you know, where, and tracks, I would say, like Barber was one that I'll be focusing pretty hard on and try to understand why we struggled there. And um, there's a couple others as well. So, uh, yeah, it's a different season every year. I can tell you it has a different flow. This year, consistency paid off. That may not be the case next year. You just don't know. You know, it may be in a battle with a single guy where wins really do count. But in general, if there's five or six people going for a championship, the consistency is the one that's going to pay off. Now, you and Scott Dixon are the two elder statesmen of the garage. Do you feel that you're one of the the leaders in the garage area, that what you have to say and what Scott has to say to IndyCar, to Jay Fry, the IndyCar president, anybody involved in that, that you're one of the people who speaks for the paddock when it comes to certain issues in the series? No, not really. <laughs> I try to keep it myself these days. I mean, you know, if those guys ask me for an opinion, you know, I'm always happy to do that. But uh, I think that Jay and the guys do a pretty good job all around, and you don't really have to change much. It's, it's, it's in pretty good shape. And do you think that your battle for the championship, the strongest competitors are going to be your teammates? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I think that uh, our team is very strong right now, and I do believe they'll be the ones I'll have to battle for the championship. But that's hard to say, too. You would expect McLaren, Ganassi, Andretti, those guys, all to be right there in the battle, in the mix. What do you think of all the things that Aero McLaren SP has done? They've really been aggressive in building that team up, especially in the last season. Yeah, I think it's it's a it's going to be a very strong team. I've added Rossi, and I think Felix is coming on very strongly, and obviously Pata has got a lot of raw ability, so... Yeah, certainly a strong team. And then you throw Tony Kanad out there in the Indianapolis 500 in a McLaren car, and that's a pretty potent lineup. Yep, it is. It's a pretty strong lineup. Okay, so I'm going to end it with this. As I said before, you've got 41 career IndyCar victories, two IndyCar championships, the record for polls at 68, an Indianapolis 500 victory. You've done it. You've had in an era where you've had to beat Great drivers such as Scott Dixon, Tony Kanan, Dario Franchitti, Elio Castroneves, Ryan Hutter Ray when he was in his at the top of his game. I've said this time and time again that you certainly deserve to be in the discussion for greatest drivers in IndyCar history. Where do you think you fall in that when you think of Will Power being involved in that discussion? It's not for me to say. 
I would say. <laughs> you know, um, all you can do is go, I guess you can go off stats, um, but it's something that uh, it's, you can't, you know, as it's not fair to put yourself in the discussion yourself. So it's, uh, yeah, it's not for me to say. But when you arrived in the United States in 2006, did you ever think that Will Power would be in that discussion? No, you know, I mean, and, and all that's also hard to say. I mean, when you're that young, you, you just want a chance because you believe in yourself um, and you know you can, you know you could win races if you're just given the chance. And, you know, Penske gave me that. Obviously, Derek Walker really gave me that. And, I was able to win for him, and then KV, I was able to win for them, and then obviously Penske really gave me a great shot. So um, something that unfolds slowly with uh, a lot of hard work behind it. Well, there's certainly been a lot of hard work to your season, especially the uh, championship, the way you closed it out. You had a lot of pressure in that last race at Monterey. You finished third. You did exactly what you had to do by finishing right behind your nearest pursuer, teammate Joseph Newgarden, who finished second. It was a great season. So from all of us at Pit Pass Indy, congratulations again on winning the 2022 NTT IndyCar Series Championship. Good luck in 2023. And thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Perfect. Yep. No, thanks. Thanks for having me on, Bruce. Appreciate it. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy. We want to thank our guest, 2022 NTT IndyCar Series champion Will Power of Team Penske, for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at... Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin. And final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.